the Lord gave me a, a prophetic word for the year 2016 out of Psalm 116. Bob Jones used to always do a year. He had a, a, he had a psalm for a year, and he wasn't with us. And I was at my house, and all of a sudden, the Lord started downloading, 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 maybe three hours before I came that night. And it all just came, boom, 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 boom. I remembered, oh, Bob Jones, yes, you know. And um, I mean, you know, he's, he's in heaven. He's helping us, <laughs> Bob is. But um, so anyway, um, so I'm going to pull something out of that, one, of the, one part out of that word tonight, and I'm going to expound on it. Okay, um, Psalm 116, the part that I want to focus on has, is uh, 12 through, verse 12 through 14. And it says, What shall I render to the Lord for all his benefits toward me? I will take up the cup of salvation and call upon the name of the Lord. I will pay my vows to the Lord now in the presence of all his people. And what the Lord showed me about this was the cup of salvation, and that this was the year to drink from the full cup of salvation. And he took me to Psalms 23, where he says, you anoint my head with oil, my cup overflows. So it was a year of the full cup of salvation. Now, um, this, the part that I want to pull out of the full cup of salvation, um, has, we're going to go to the book of Revelations, and it's the four, it's the four faces of the four living creatures. Revelations 4, and I'm using Timothy's Bible, which I'm not used to. <laughs> Mine's, you know, you know where it is, right? You know, the left side, the right side. Revelation 4, it, talks, it says here, it, um, And from the throne proceeds lightnings, thunderings, and voices. Seven lamps of fire were burning before the throne, which are the seven spirits of God. Before the throne there was a sea of glass like crystal. And in the midst of the throne and around the throne were four living creatures full of eyes front and back. The first living creature was like a lion. The second living creature was like a calf. The third living creature had a face of a man. And the fourth living creature was like a flying eagle. The four living creatures, each having six wings, were full of eyes around and within, and they do not rest day or night, saying, Holy, 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 Lord God Almighty, who was and is and is to come. Whenever the living creatures give glory and honor and thanks to the Lord who sits on the throne, who lives forever and ever, the 24 elders fall down before him who sits on the throne and worship him who lives forever and ever and cast their crowns before the throne, saying, You are worthy, O Lord, to receive glory and honor and power, for you created all things, and by your will they exist and were created. I love, amen. I love that piece of scripture. That is just one of my most favorite pieces of scriptures right there. And these are the four living creatures that have uh, a different face. Each, part, each side has a different face. It's also talked about in Ezekiel 11.5. And, uh, of course, that's a, another uh, showing of the glory of God and being caught up and seeing these uh, living beings. And one has the face of a man, a lion, an ox, and an eagle. The full cup of salvation is the whole purpose of the full cup is to um, is in, is uh, we drink the full cup of salvation, and the calling on us as a people is to become like just like Jesus. That is the full cup. There's meant, there's a much in the full cup of salvation. A, a, there's a lot in that. But the part I want to focus on tonight is an aspect of God 
Each of these aspects that we see of the four living creatures, the lion, the ox, the eagle, and the man, each of them are an aspect of the Lord Jesus Christ himself. So it's a reflection of who he is. They look and they say, holy, holy, holy. So there's an, there, as well as the four Gospels, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, each of the writers of those Gospels, one is, is, it represents the man, the ox, the eagle, and the lion. That's a whole other study. But um, when we, if we can see something and look into it, we can step into it and become part of it. So, um, so if we see it, we can step into it. So Romans 8.29 says, He predestined us to be conformed to his image. Uh, and Paul also prayed that Christ would be formed in us. And it's one of my favorite pieces of scripture is 2 Corinthians 3, the last um, few verses there talks about, as we behold him, we become like him. Beholding as in a glass the glory of the Lord, we're changed into his image. So the whole course, the bridal march, <laughs> the espousal march here is for us to be transformed to be into his image, just like him. And the cup of salvation gives us everything we need to be that. And that's amazing. Isn't that amazing? It's not just saved from hell and going to heaven. That's been kind of a lot of our uh, theology has been, then that's glorious. But that's just to bring us back to the, to the pathway that we lost our way in. When he formed man out of the dust of the ground, he was forming a bride. He was forming a creation that would walk with God. And then we had the glitch, and now we're coming back from the glitch to the beginning of being that formation of a bridal company of people on planet Earth that will rule and reign with Jesus throughout the eternal ages, worlds without end. And we always would have, he, we always were to eat from the tree of life, just like Adam did. Jesus is that tree of life. Is that awesome? Yes. So, um... Jesus, I'm just, I wrote a few things down here. I really liked them. I thought they were awesome <laughs> as I was meditating. Jesus, went, before he goes to the cross to give us the full cup of salvation, he says, My Father, if it's at all possible, may this cup be taken away from me. Nevertheless, not my will, but yours be done. Here we have another talk language about a cup. And this was a cup that Jesus himself would drink to give us the cup of salvation. Isn't that interesting that he drinks the cup? What is the cup that he drank? He drank the cup of our judgment. He drank that. He drank our punishment. He drank, he drank that for us to partake from him, to be delivered from the wrath of God that would have come upon us because we are separated from him. And he does this as a bridegroom amazing love toward this creation that he has made to be walk with him in his image and likeness. Everything the cross purchased, the full cup of salvation, Jesus drank the cup of judgment. To give us the full cup of salvation, the price for a bride was to drink the cup of judgment. The price for a bride was to drink the cup of judgment. To drink separation from the Father, whom he'd never known any separation from. As we grow 
Into this bride, sons of God, like Jesus, a son to be, co-heirs, ruling and reigning with Jesus throughout the eternal ages, worlds without end. It's just, I love those song, that song you sang tonight about the, you know, about Jesus and the salvation and what he gave for us. It's just, it's amazing. Um, so the aspect of the, one of the faces, the four faces of God, there's the lion, the ox, there's the man, and the eagle. We're eagle's nest. But the one I want to focus on is the lion. Um, and especially in our land, the United States of America, as the tolerance message is running across our land that says you must be tolerant of everything. But the gospel is not tolerant of everything. <laughs> so we have to raise up a righteous standard against that, that Jesus doesn't tolerate everything. So it's a false total. It's a huge false uh, it's a false movement. It's a false thing. It looks, it sounds like love, but it's not really love. It's not really love to tolerate. Because if I tolerated, when I was raising my children, if I tolerated everything that they did and called it love, my kids would be wild and rebellious, and they would not grow up to be nice kids, <laughs> citizens, right? So tolerance is not a good thing. So the lion, when I think, when I say lion, what do you, we just, Throw out some things. What do you think of when you hear lion or you think of lion? What does a lion represent to you? Oh. Dominion. King. Dominion. Right? Dominion. Someone said authority. Power. What were some other ones? Severe. It's pretty serious. I mean, I wouldn't want to stand in front of a real lion. That's a pretty serious situation. <laughs> Someone said bold? Bold. Yes. So um, a, a, a lion is strength. A lion, uh, you know, I've written a few things down here. A lion is strength, is bold. The righteous are as bold as a lion. The ungodly flee when no man pursues. Now, the, the lion... The, there's this there's the ox there's the eagle there's the man the eagle is the 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 aspect of the eagle is someone who soars in the heavenlies you know how to soar in the spirit you can soar in the spiritual realm you soar in the you just you're able to catch the updrafts of the spirit of god and and you you go into things and you see things and you know things the eagle it's amazing i love the eagle and the eagle is as well as a hunter and they can look down and see miles and miles down there and pick up their prey and catch them up and you know destroy them the snakes in the land right and the the serve i mean the ox is like the servant so we've got the eagle you know, we as his bride, as the sun's coming forth, will learn to soar. We'll learn to fly with him. We learn to go into the spirit realm. That is part of who you are. That is part of what he has called you to be as part of the bride, as part of a son growing up. Just like Jesus grew up, we grow up into him in all things. That's the whole reason for the fivefold ministry, apostle, prophet, evangelist, pastor, teacher, is to grow us up into the fullness of Christ to come into Jesus, to come into Christ, to be like him, to, 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 to emanate who he is. Not just fake it, but really, literally, he in us come out through us. Amen. That is your calling, that is who you are, and that's what you're destined and made to be and do. Just like Jesus was, as a bride, you will be a co-heir with God, and you will rule and reign with him as a, someone who can do that. 
Now, a guy will choose someone, a bride, a woman who will, he says, okay, this is the one who, when JP chose Rochelle, he says, this is the one I want to walk with the rest of my life. She's the one that is just going to be perfect for her and I together. We're going to do this thing together. We're going to do life together. He didn't pick some dumb dodo, you know. He picks this beautiful, amazing, talented. He's talented. He picks someone who can walk with him, right? Amen. <laughs> and you too with him. So you choose mates, right? You choose the best. You go for the best. Who's going to go for like, oh, I'm going to take third. <laughs> like, you know, she's the best, but I really want like not her either. Second, I kind of want the third because, you know, I'm, you know, I'm going to choose the third best one. No, you're not going to do that. You go after the best. You're like in high school, like, you go after the quarterback, right? Or, or you know, the guy's going to go after the rally girl. You may not get her, but you might try going for her. <laughs> so Jesus is no different. He created us. He made us in his image and likeness. And so he's looking for a bride that will be like him. Yeah, we're not just like these, like, you know, puny little things that... Uh, that are going to rule and reign with him. No, he's changing us to be like him. So the eagle is that part as well. The ox is the servant. The ox is the serving, pastoral, caring, loving. The ox bears the burdens and he carries things. The ox, Jesus carried our burdens, did he not? Did he not leave heaven and come here and bore and drank the cup of suffering, the cup of judgment? He drank the cup. Father, if it's possible, let this cup pass from me. No, it was the only way to get us. It was the only way to purchase us back was to drink that cup, and he drank it. That aspect of Jesus. And the man, of course, he came, became a man. Now, the lion side is this bold, strong lion. And this is the part I really wanted to highlight. Um... A, a lion is fearless. I, I, tonight, I just want to give you permission to be bold. I want to give you permission to be fearless. I want to give you permission to be powerful. I want to give you permission to be strong. I want to give you permission to be fierce. And to, I want to take off a false humility off of you. <laughs> and we're gonna, I'm going to pray for everybody who wants prayer at the end, and I'm going to pray for an impartation of boldness of the lion. Jesus is the lion of the tribe of Judah. He is the lion. And that is part of your nature. That's part of what he wants to put into you and bring out of you, the boldness. So... Um, The fearlessness, strength, to be strong. I will be strong in the Lord and the power of his might. Um, the fearlessness, strong and fearless. The first place where the enemy will actually attack all of us is in the place of our emotions. To stop all that. Why? Why does he attack your emotions? Why does he try to make you feel like you're a loser, you're ugly, or you're stupid, or you can't do it, or if you step out to try to do that, you can look like a dork, or you're going to be whatever, right? He wants to do that to you, and he hits our place of our emotions. He'll hit us in our emotions to try and stop that. 
So if we're aware of that, we will actually know, oh, I know where this is coming from. This is, not coming, this is coming from him who wants to stop the authority of God in my life. He wants to stop the boldness of God in my life. Because if he hits you in your emotion and then the, your emotions get hit and then you get discouraged and then you get depressed, and who's confident then, right? You're not confident and you're not strong and you don't feel like you can do anything. I remember one time, this is all about boldness, but I remember one time Jennifer came up with this. This is Jennifer, my daughter. Anyway, yes, those of you who don't know. Um, she, yeah, this, is, this is a story about boldness. But she said, um, she said, she said, Mom, you got to try this. I'm like, what is it? And she said, <coughs> I know. You remember? She says, Go, try this, Mom. Go into a store and inside of yourself say, I'm bold, I'm beautiful, I can do anything. And walk through the store. You don't say it out loud, but you just say it inside. <laughs> I'm bold, I'm beautiful, I can do anything. She said, you can even go into the store and not have your hair fixed, no makeup on. <laughs> and you do that, right? And you will notice if you do that, now, I've done it. She said, Mom, you got to try this. So I said, okay, I'm game. <laughs> I'll try this. So I did it. I went to the grocery store, and I would, even if you've been mutilated emotionally, like someone like told you off, your best friend just hates you, right, now, and you're like devastated, you can switch it around, turn it around. You can, you can inside just say the opposite. I'm bold, I'm beautiful, I can do anything. And so you'll notice that when you go in the store and you do that, you got to try it. I love practical stuff. You will notice people treat you different. They, have, they treat you with more respect. They're, it just, you are treated more honorable and different. They can feel it. They feel this confidence that you have inside of yourself. I'm bold and beautiful. I can do anything. Why can you say that? Because the righteous are as bold as the lion. The, godly flees, uh, the ungodly flees when no man pursues. I'm beautiful. He gives me beauty for ashes, so everybody has beauty. I'm only beautiful. I can do anything. I can do all things through Jesus Christ who strengthens me. So all three of those declarations are absolutely true. I'm bold. I'm beautiful. I can do anything. You've got to get it. I'm bold. I'm beautiful. I can do anything. And just make yourself do it. Make yourself do it. It just changes everything. I've had times, and everybody has times when they've been depressed, right? We all have had times where we've been down. I make myself smile. I won't, I, it's hard to stay depressed when you smile. Willie, yes. Willie never gets depressed because he's always smiling. He can't frown, can he? He can't frown. So that should be us. We could never frown, right? This is pretty practical. Um, the first attack will be in your emotions. Despondency, discouragement will try to take hold to make you vulnerable to everything. The opposite of this would be you, you're, now we, we probably don't really know this so well always, but your spirit, you, you have your spirit, and the Holy Spirit is within you. Your spirit can become strong and powerful more powerful and grow and grow and grow and grow with more power and authority. 
it can, on the uh, same way, it can be shrink, 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 shrink. Now, this is just spiritual training. If you, uh, if you don't exercise it, it shrinks. If you exercise it, it grows stronger. That's why tongues will grow your spirit huge. Boom, 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 boom. It's, it's light, full of light. God is light. We are light. Our spirit man is light. And the light within you grows and grows and grows and gets bigger and bigger and bigger. When your spirit is big, you're not vulnerable. You're not so vulnerable. When you let your spirit shrink, you're more vulnerable. You lose confidence. You just don't feel confident. And the ways to grow your spirit, tongues is just an easy way. Really easy. Yes? Tongues. Speaking in tongues. <laughs> Speaking in tongues. That'll grow. Like, we, around here, we, we try to get people to do at least 30 minutes every day just walking in tongues. Right, Daniel? Yes. People's lives have been changed by just doing that. That's just one simple little thing. The Word of God, the Bible, uh, reading it in Revelation grows your spirit strong, 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 because those are his words, and they get inside of you. And it's not just reading Bible, but reading Bible with Jesus. You let Jesus, you, you engage with Jesus while you're reading. Don't just read it and get head knowledge, but you read it and engage with him. Everything is about engaging with Jesus. If we're not engaging with him, it's just knowledge and information. So um, Jesus himself, it says Jesus grew in spirit. Do you know there's a scripture, that, and I didn't find the reference, but there's a scripture that says Jesus grew in spirit and stature. I think that's how it goes. He grew in spirit and in stature. So Jesus grew in spirit. If he grew in spirit, seriously, you don't think we knew you too, right? Yes, we do. Jesus would pull away often and go and be with the Father. Um, as well, love not the world, neither the things are in the world. If you love the world, the love of the Father is not in you. Just pulling away from, uh, uh, what would I say? Those things get in us, and, what, and when just world stuff that would be contrary to the nature of Jesus, to the life of Jesus, when we allow ourselves ex lots of exposure from that, that actually will, it will shrink you as well. It just gets in you. Um, your spirit is sensitive. Your spirit, um, your spirit needs exposed to the spirit of God. Transparency happens when you wait on the Lord. Your spirit grows strong in the Lord. The line is valiant, valiant. Uh, spirit of might. Okay. The spirit of my a valiant, valiancy, uh, who do we see in the Bible which would have a, a valiant spirit? Samson would be one who, would ha who was valiant. Samson. Uh, the, David, absolutely. David and his mighty men, you know, they slew 300, 800 people. Can you do that naturally? No, you can't. So the spirit of might, which is one of the seven spirits of God in Isaiah 11, I think it's Isaiah 11, Isaiah 11, the seven spirits of God, the spirit of might is also connected with this lion uh, image, this lion revelation of Jesus, the spirit of might, because it comes on you. Um, it came on Samson, uh, the Daniel and the and the children, the, the Daniel and his friends who were thrown in the fiery furnace. It came on them when they threw them actually in. There was a spirit of might that came on them, 
and they went in, and because that might came on them, they couldn't be burned. It's the same thing that comes on when there's miracles, like a spirit of might, miracles. Uh, a spirit of might is blue in the seven spirits of God. You can actually go in Isaiah 11, the spirits, of, uh, starting with the spirit of the Lord, is red. If you look at a rainbow, the colors just, they just follow for each of those revelations of the Holy Spirit. Spirit. But might is blue. Interesting, huh? Um, fearlessness. And they never back off. Um, there's just a fearlessness. There's just a steady, won't back off. I was actually doing this study, and I realized, my gosh, my husband is a lion, total lion. <laughs> he is total lion. He's just total lion. We just uh, we just put a picture up in our house. We've had it for a long time. We we didn't put it up, but it's this big lion picture. We did it just a couple of weeks ago, and I thought, ah, there's probably something really about putting this up on our wall right now, but. Um, He's so lion. He's so, he's just steady. Nobody backs him down. Nobody pushes him. I've tried. <laughs> it's never worked. <laughs> I've tried to get him to hurry, and he doesn't hurry. <laughs> I try to get him to worry, and I really can't get him to worry either. <laughs> like well, we should be worried about this. You know, this is serious stuff. It could all fall apart. No, you know, I'm not worried. Not worried about that. Something really cool. Like they're they're they're. Timothy's father was incredible, and him and his brother were actually, this is after, they were, they were where he was at, and it was after he passed, and they were, it was interesting, because they both flew in on a red eye, like a day before his father passed. They were both different places, and they had to fly overnight, and they came in. I won't tell all the story about them, but one of the things he said, after they actually, after, Timothy prophesied to his father before he passed. And it was, he had described to me what it was. And I know when my husband prophesies under that anointing, it's the lion, and it's a breaker. It breaks, boom. It's authority, it's strong, it's powerful, and it breaks. It just has a breaker thing. It can, it can shift atmosphere. It can bring, he's, it is, it can, it, under the anointing of God, not that he is, but it can bring down powers and principalities under the anointing like Elijah did. That same thing comes on him, and I've just seen him that happen. So him and his brother, so they prophesied to his father before he passed. And after they prophesied to him, his father went into the deepest breathing, and everybody said they had not seen it like that for months. Like they don't remember seeing his father breathing so deep. He took very, very deep breaths, and they both looked at each other, and they said, oh, well, we can go. So th then they left, and um, they left, and um, but when they came back, and after his father had passed, they both were looking at their dad, and they said, he has no wrinkles. He's 92 years old and has no wrinkles. And they both looked at him and said, my gosh, he has no wrinkles. And and he told me, and his brother would say the same thing, he, the man never worried. He refused to worry. And he would say, if you worry, you're right where the devil wants you. So don't worry. So I thought that was very cool, that just not to worry. And, and he had 
no wrinkles, but. <laughs> yeah, that is a good skin care tip. Definitely, yes. Don't worry, it causes wrinkles. <laughs> it will aid you. Bold, boldness, the line is bold. Territorial. There's times when uh, that, that, uh, that lion thing, sometimes it comes on me, like kind of what happened here, right? Just, it, just, it just came, boom. It just came up, boom. And, and I knew exactly what to do. I didn't think about it. I've been praying about them, you know, all day, off and on. And just, boom, it just came on. There's times where I've laid hands on people, and I literally feel like wild, a wild man, just a wild man. And it's like, I'm not, I'm not, it's not, I mean, what, I'm five foot four and I don't know what I weigh, whatever. I'm not that big. <laughs> but, but God's big, right? <laughs> God's big. And there's times it's just like, I feel like Benny Hinn, like, <laughs> there's this, this lion and I just feel so, I feel invincible and I feel empowered and powerful and and it's, and it's hard to explain, but um, it's for all of us, all of us to have that. It's, a, it's an anointing that comes, and it just comes, it just comes, and it breaks stuff, and I love that. I love breaking stuff off of people. I love getting them free of things that are holding them captive so they can't see Jesus, so they can't walk with Jesus, so they, 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 don't, they, they, they don't know who they are, they don't know who God says they are, and I love just getting it, and I love getting it out. I, I love that. And I, I just, I'm excited about that. <laughs> and so you all got to get that. You got to get this. I'm going to impart that. We're going to pray. And I'm going to impart boldness. I'm going to impart the lion on you. And the, by the grace of God, Barukarara, you know, it's just, it's him. It's his grace. He's amazing. So, um, right. Sandarabariya <laughs> If you don't feel like a lion, pretend. Act like one. Pretend. Just walk in your house and and make yourself. My husband, while he was in Arkansas, he laid hands on his brother and, and laid hands on him. And his brother starts speaking in tongues like loud and like courageous and blah, 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 blah. And it, it was all over. And his brother said, oh, my gosh, I feel so different. Everything, this weighty heaviness has come off of me. So... Isn't that nice? I mean, this is a funeral, right? He lays hands on his brother, and his brother gets diversities of tongues and just goes off, da 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 ba, da 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 right? It was incredible. It was awesome. And then he prophesies to his dad, and his dad goes into, like, rest. It was kind of like he prophesied to him, and Jesus was saying, it's time. It's your time. I'm calling you home. But there was a whole, whole bunch more around it, and he just went, oh, okay. I can go now. It was incredible. Yeah, I know that maybe that's kind of hard to talk about, but it's glorious because precious in the sight of the Lord are the death of his saints. It's precious to the Lord. It's precious when someone's run their race. You know, they've run their race and they're like, they've done it. Now, you know, the keys of death and hell are in the hands of the Lord. I'm really coming to that absolute conclusion that nobody's going. You are not going. Nobody's going until it's their time. It's finished, over, nothing. We don't have to worry about it. You're not going anywhere until it's done because who has the keys of death? Jesus. He took them from Satan. Satan does not have them anymore. Hallelujah. Excited about that. Yes, you have no authority over me. Okay, so 
Who said, come on? You did. Yes, you're ready to be lying, right? Da, da, da. Oh, yes. Hallelujah. Da, 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 da. I want to say something about praise and worship and high praise. I do. Because Jesus wants to roar again through worship and high praise. Not just worship, but high praise. He wants to roar again with breaker anointing and high praise. And I'm the soaker of soaker. I love to soak. I enjoy just, oh, Jesus. And that's great for me. But you know what? For a room, it does not a lot. It's great for me personally. It brings the glory on me, glory presence. I love that. It's very peaceful. And, you know, here's another tip. If you're depressed, don't soak. If you're depressed, walk the floor and pray in tongues. You aren't going to feel like it that you say, soul, do it, because this is what's going to get you out of your thing. You know, you can repent in tongues, you can praise in tongues, you can prophesy in tongues, you can declare the mysteries of God in tongues, you can give thanks well in tongues, you can pray off of yourself what's ever on you in tongues, because the Spirit of God knows absolutely perfectly what to pray through you. You walk the floor and pray. You say, I say pray. It's not prayer. It's your language. It's your first language. It's your mother tongue. It's the language of communication that you have with God. Direct line. You know, direct line. You got a direct line to the Father. <laughs> it's the red phone. Yes, that's the hot one. Okay. So, <laughs> I'm just looking forward to our old building. We could just secure angels all over the place hallelujah okay listen to this this is line of judah praise sing to the lord a new song and his praise in the assembly of saints let Israel rejoice in their maker. Let the children of Zion be joyful in their king. Let them praise his name with dance. Let them, what? Let them praise his name with dance. Remember New Year's Eve night. I know some of you weren't here, but we dance. We rejoice. It was, it was like the last night of a conference, and we got it in one night. That was incredible. It was awesome. It was just free. He said the sun sets free is free indeed. It was so free. The dancing and the rejoicing was awesome. Let them sing praises to him with the timbrel and harp. For the Lord takes pleasure in his people. He will beautify the humble with salvation. Let the saints be joyful. Joyful, joyful. Not like, oh, joyful, joyful. Let them sing aloud like Willie. Let them sing aloud. I bet Willie sings on his bed. I bet he's just la, 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 la. Let the high praises of God be in their mouth. What's a high praise? You guys know what high praise is? It's not soaking. <laughs> high praise is high praise. It's praise that is off the charts praise. Praise is different than worship. I mean, we, we taught that back in the 70s, but I think we've kind of forgotten it. Praise is just declaration. It's rejoicing. It's celebrating. It's rejoicing. It's joyful. It's loud. It's it's It's... It's with all your heart, soul, strength, and mind. It's everything in you with your body, your voice, your everything. With passion. That's what praise is. And when you do that, after a while, there is, there is a thing of worship that comes. Ooh, it drops. But almost to the extent that you praise, you come into worship. And when that worship drops, it's not a lot of words. And then you stay in this place of worship like that. 
and then the glory. You move in the glory. We want the glory. So we can't lose praise. We can't lose high praise. We can't lose that. We can't forget that. Because <clears throat> it's the, it's the, there's protocol. There's just protocol in the kingdom, the heavenly protocol. Enter into his gates with thanksgiving and into his courts with praise. That's the beginning. Enter into his gates. There's the gates. Like if you have a house, you have a yard, you have a gate, right? Enter into his gates with thanksgiving into his courts would be kind of the yard with praise, 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 high praise, high praise, high praise. We're not talking soaking. Enter his gates with thanksgiving the courts with praise. And then you come into the house. Isn't that good? Yeah, come on. That's that line of Judah. Line of Judah is high praise. Judah is praise. Judah is colorful. Judah is dance. Judah is it's, it's, it's drums. Judah is exciting. Judah is prophetic. Judah is prophesying. That's Judah. Judah is that. It will take the spirit of slumber off of you. This whole tolerance message is trying to put a spirit of slumber on you. It's trying to make you complacent. It's trying to make you sit down. It's trying to shut you up. The lion does not shut up. Jesus wants to roar once again through the mouth of his people. And it's not quiet and it's not calm and it's powerful, loud, and passionate. Let the high praises of God be in their mouth and a two-edged sword in the hand. When the high praises of God come out of your mouth, there's automatically a two-edged sword in your hand to execute vengeance on the nations. That's like the, the, the bad stuff. And punishment on the peoples that we're not talking about people, people. We're talking about the principalities and powers that are over them that are, that are doing that. And even those who are saying yes to that, it removes them. It gets rid of that. To bind their kings with chains and their nobles with fetters of iron. To execute on them their written judgment. This honor have all the saints. That's in the B-I-B-L-E. <laughs> But you got to get into high praise, high praise, and then worship. And then that prophetic oil and that prophetic thing just comes out of you. And you can prophesy. And you prophesy. You speak in an unknown tongue and you interpret it, it's equal to prophecy. That means there's prophecy in those tongues and you're prophesying. And then you can interpret it. You can do it at your house. Practice it at your house. Tip number two or three tonight. Practice that at, in your house. Just and then ask the Lord for the interpretation. And then interpret. And practice. It's okay. You're by yourself, right? Nobody can see. <laughs> Get bold. I tell women sometimes, I want you to go, right? I say, I want you to go out into a field and I want you to just yell really loud. Because they feel like they're supposed to be mousy but they're supposed to be chainsaw girls. <laughs> power tool. You know, Rochelle, she, does, she uses power tools. She actually has a chainsaw. If, she, if he's busy, she'll take the chainsaw and she'll, you know. We're going to have her bring it to, to, to the eagle's nest sometime and she's going to do a demo for us. 
chainsaw demo for everybody. Anybody who's, who's facing a timid spirit, Rochelle's going to teach them how to use a chainsaw. Yes. And Willie might even sing you a song afterwards, so who knows? <laughs> awesome, awesome, awesome. Yes, 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 yes. Okay, this is so fun. Okay, here we go. Praise God. So let's go. Psalm 150. These last two Psalms in the book of Psalms are amazing. Praise God in his sanctuary. Praise him in his mighty firmament. Praise him for his mighty acts. Praise him according to his excellent greatness. And okay, I want to read this. Praise. Here is the definition of praise. Ready? Praise, halal, means to shine, boast, rave. Who knows that there are raves going on, or there used to be raves. The young people had raves, right? On the negative side. But it was wild, a rave, right? Okay. And to celebrate clamorously. Okay. To celebrate clamorously. You want to know what clamorously means? Listen to this. To some, this may seem extreme, but that is the directive here. Boast of the Lord, rave of him in his sanctuary. And more, this exuberance is to be manifest by a radical measure according to God's excellent greatness. How? Begin with honest asking if our habits of praise, spanning the spectrum from the silence of awe to songs of joy, are willing to incorporate the shout of triumph. Yes! Here is biblical counsel to include occasions of extreme praise. If a worthy reason is needed, embrace the ultimate triumph, Christ's cross and resurrection. The triumph of Christ's cross and resurrection. Give him more praise than any other gods. He is the God among all gods, so our praise of him should be more outstanding than that given to any other god. So it is loud. It is shouts. It is shouting, loud shouting. That's Judah praise. That is loud, loud. That's the lion. And I just wanted to bring this tonight of this full cup of salvation. One, I want to give you permission to, to be a lion. I want to give you permission to be a lion, to be fearless, to be bold. This is male or female. Just because you're a girl does not mean you're not bold. It's neither male nor female. There's neither male nor female in Christ anyway. It just, you know, is it good for the goose? It's good for the gander. <laughs> right? Yes, hallelujah. Clamorously means conspicuously and offensively loud. Clamors means super loud and obnoxiously crying out. That's not safe church, right? <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. I mean, that's how we ended up, you know, New Year's Eve night. So, so what we're going to do, how am I going to end this? If you want to, I'm just going to like just line up here and I just want to impart a boldness for 2016. And uh, uh, the righteous are as bold as a lion, the ungodly flees when no man pursues. So uh, come on up. If I got some guys to help me out, I just want to boom, 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 go down and uh, re release boldness. We're just going to. Lord Jesus line of Judah Jesus line of Judah Thank you Lord 
Thank you, Lord. Okay, now how we do this is that you're the sponge. You're just like, I am the sponge. Don't pray in tongues. Not right now. Because yeah, because if you pray in tongues, it's like what I've learned, what we learned early on is it's like water coming out and it's hard to get water in, right? So you just take deep breaths. The best way to receive here is just take deep breaths. Uh, and we'll have some guys behind you if that were by chance to happen. And Lord Jesus, he wants to do this for us. In 2016, we'll be bold as the lion. The righteous are as bold as the lion. The ungodly flees when no man pursues. Thank you, Lord. Lord, it's your anointing that breaks the yoke. Your anointing breaks the yoke. The righteous are as bold, 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 bold. Lord, this impartation, this is the impartation of boldness. Hey, 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 hey. Giving you permission to be bold. Baruch.